Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Over the Bridge podcast with, um, I was going to say your host, but I'm not really the host. Like, I'm just one of the radio This is uh, Patrick P. Money. Um, yeah, back in the studio with. Quirky, scale on people, you're right. You're right. Yeah, what are you saying? You're right, lad. Oh, sorry, say that again. Who's, who's in the studio? Tom was good. Do you see oh. this week, yeah, when we yeah. posted up the preview video, <laughs> they were like, I was not expecting the bass. Oh, yeah. I the bass yeah, bass. yeah, man. Storm. What? <laughs> are you that? Storm sessions, you know what Jeez. Like. Hey, Tom, man. <laughs> Take time, man. Are you think I sing with the falsetto? I'm listen, not, I'm not man. Trying to, you know we're not trying to distract there. people. We're trying to, you know. Do you know what I mean? I, w- I want them to listen to the content of the podcast, not not the... No, no, listen to my voice still. Tom, <laughs> 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 man, you actually... <laughs> Are you aware of it and are you trying to, you know, reduce it 
Mm. Um, are you are you trying to be as green as possible? And if so, how how do you do it? If I keep it hundred percent true, mm. not so much. Yeah, not so much. Um, I I think I'm more conscious of it than I was when I was younger. But yeah. as far as like tangible actions that I've taken, yeah, it's really hard to say. Like you have the the typical stuff around like recycling, and you know I try to recycle. Mm. Um, even as far as like my food consumption, because obviously they talk a lot about how um, the meat industries and the dairy industries, yeah. how much that contributes towards um, greenhouse gases and and even degradation of um, um, land and soil, etc. Mm, mm. So for a good while, as you guys know, I like really cut down on my meat consumption. I was like, you know, vegan e for like a good, yeah. couple, good <laughs> few years, and then. You know, at the moment I'm more kind of pescatarian, eat like chicken and stuff once in a while. But like, yeah, that and, it, was, and and that's and that's mainly for you know responsibility towards nah. the environment, or is it health, personal health? Yeah, so it was it was personal health. But I think okay. as I as I kind of got deeper into it, I started to learn more about the kind of like environmental and even somewhat ethical um, reasonings behind it as well, mm-hmm. and it became a bit more all encompassing. But mm. Is a tricky one, man. It's, 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 it's hard to like determine how much... I think one of the issues around it is thinking, oh, wait, I'm just one person. I'm an individual with yeah, these yeah. big systems and corporations mm. that are um, obviously contributing towards these issues yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot more significantly than me as an individual. Kind of thinking, what can I do as an individual to really, you know, mm. what impact am I really going to have? And, and that, I think, m- meshed with just the convenience. And I think as humans, mm. we just... Huge. We just love our convenience. Yeah, it's we built do. into us, I think. Yeah, and yeah. going the extra mile to to change your lifestyle and habits takes a lot of. Mm. There's a lot of um, resistance that's naturally going to come with that. Definitely, what you what you mentioned about um, you know sort of larger larger factors when it comes to the the damage of the the environment, i.e., corporations, and mm-hmm. mm. we'll come to that in a bit. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel you. I think it's like there's a sort of return on investment kind of thing when you when you think about okay, so if I'm gonna give this up, you know, how like how much change am I actually like how much change is this gonna affect for? Because mm-hmm. it's gonna have a large effect on my life, but it's gonna be a ne- negligible effect on on the planet, especially when, like you said, there's all these corporations burning up all this, all these CO two gases and whatever. Um, but yeah, we'll come to that in a bit. Tom, what about you, man? Are you are you trying to be more environmentally responsible, watching your carbon footprint, you know, them kind of things there? Uh, I don't want to say no, I'm not, but I'm not. I don't know. Like, I'm. Uh, no, I don't really watch my carbon footprint, even though, like, if what's my method of transport? Pretty clean, except when I fly. And if there's the option to somehow pay, contribute towards your carbon footprint as some airways do, I might say, okay, pay, to, pay towards this. And when they when they offer that, what 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 are they, how do they offset their carbon footprint? What do they do? Like just the, it, the money goes to planting more trees or? I think you can either go to that or they can buy like carbon credits. So they kind of pay to, um, well, I mean, it's where that. So pay to pollute. Uh, yeah, but it's like <laughs> people have tried to attribute a market value to... Um, the cost of like greenhouse gas emissions and stuff, and that's mm. how the carbon credits work. I mean, I've, I haven't looked into those things in a long time. But, mm. um, you're basically trying to. The companies are trying to offset the in, the impact of what we in economics would call the externality. So to explain what that is, um, and Quaker help me out as well. Is, <laughs> is so an externality is basically um, it's a third party effect. Um, there's like a direct third party impact from from something. So if, for example, an, an example of an externality is you might get a headache because there's a party next door and they're playing loud music mm. and you have to deal with that externality, doesn't it? It's like an external impact which you're dealing with. Right. You don't go to the party, you might not have particularly liked the music, but you're having to bear the brunt of it and you're suffering mm. a headache. Mm. So we as the world, we face, in terms of like greenhouse gas gases and emissions, we have to deal with the externalities so like kind of other countries dealing with smog or the whole world kind of dealing with smog yeah. that someone produces and we have to deal with the externalities so mm-hmm. what some people have come up with the idea is in order to deal with the externality in other words 
you know, people going through all sorts of wahala because of greenhouse gases. Um, sort of someone paying for the price of that and actually giving it to someone like the government or whoever, which, you know, and I, I don't know what they do with the funds for that. You'd mm. assume they give it to clean effort, clean projects and efforts, but... Um, yeah, yeah, or even sort of disaster relief and stuff like yeah, that, maybe. You, because you would hope that, but I, I don't know where that goes, but yeah, entirely. But it's... Um, no, I don't, I don't really... I mean, I try to, like, recycle and I try to, you know... Just not not use electricity unnecessarily and things like that, and mm. maybe try and be on my my feet a bit more, and maybe use a bike sometimes and things mm. like that. But, but is, as Kweku said, I was just going to say, yeah, the problem is it is a problem of collective of of collective action. So mm. I myself by myself cannot save the world by just reducing my carbon mm. footprint by reducing my energy consumption. Yeah, we all have to do it together as uh, humanity. But even even if you know, like millions of us did it. Still, I don't think... No, don't, exactly, exactly. That's, that's the thing. I remember one time I was exactly. in the office and um, one of my colleagues was talking about, well, we made a big thing about like, you know, recycling. He kind of just puts his trash wherever. And his... Um, this is a previous job, by the way. But yeah, he... he <laughs> <laughs> in case anyone thinks I'm just bad man. But um, he... He said, Do you know what? Like, recycling actually has like negligible impact on the environment. Um, a lot of the times, actually, it still ends up in ends landfill. up in the same landfill. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of times, it still ends up in landfill. And also, when you compare it to the impacts, again, as we touched on, like that, producing oil and gas and mm. other um, non-renewable um, energy sources, mm. it's it's just like it's a drop in the in drop in water. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's mm. like it barely barely yeah. touches the yeah. Um, so one of, I think often one of the things that we often, we don't really think about like the supply chain in terms of, so like we just put we put our rubbish in one bin that takes normal rubbish, quote, normal, unquote. We put another set of rubbish in a recycling bin. We don't really think about or understand, understand the wrong word, but we don't really think about the supply chain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't think about, is it going to end up in the same landfill? Mm. Quite possibly, probably. Um, and it's like someone was having a discussion with someone the other day about, say, like electric vehicles. Yeah, biggest theme in the automotive industry. Yeah, I don't know what. Right. Um, I know what you're going to say now as well. Um, and they talk about oh, EVs are great. EVs are great. All right. There are a number of issues with EVs, um, electric vehicles. Number one, there's no infrastructure. No one's creating an infrastructure. Um, so no one, even if you wanted an EV, you probably like a pure EV, like a Tesla. You probably wouldn't even drive one because you don't know when and where you can charge it. I've got charging ports right by my house, you know. Have you? Yeah, oh, so I'm, you doing it? I'm thinking about oh, if I get door. if I get a car, it's gonna be an electric one. Really? Yeah. Nice man. Um but but you know, I'm I'm not blessed with such uh they're not that common. In my they're not, they're not, they're not, they're some not. cities is more common than others. I guess yeah. I imagine like but, San Fran is probably a bit more yeah, yeah. In, common. In the Nordics, they're they're very common yeah. as well, actually. Yeah. So I just thought it was super random because my area Yeah, yeah like, it's not even like yeah. it's <laughs> it's not it's like Sort of pre-gentrification kind of area. Well, that's like, the, maybe that's the mark of gentrification. It used to be like whether there was a Foxton's or a coffee shop. Now it's probably. Well, I've got there's one, there's one, <clears throat> there's one independent brewery. Really? Yeah, and then just enough uh, electronic, what electric charging Chargers. points. Yeah, yeah. Oh. it's random though. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, so you were no, saying- no, that's, that's a good point, and like, so I don't have a a, a charging point near where I live. So mm. I might get a hybrid. I might get yeah. know, a normal engine with the option of having, you know, some kind of electric drivetrain. Yeah. But another thing that people don't really think about is the amount of energy consumption to produce an electric vehicle in comparison <laughs> to an internal combustion engine. In other words, the normal petrol diesel that you guys drive, you know. CO2 emissions are going to go just, through the roof. That just, that just sends a completely different, um, that, you know, puts a different spin onto you know, what's going on, um, you know, and it's a lot of disruption. Because I think a lot of people think that um, electricity just sort of just just comes out of a, yeah, out of a socket or out mm-hmm. of a charging point. It's well, like, no. It somehow. Yeah. You know the, what I mean? The, 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 yeah, the grid. The power generation, yeah. It requires one. CO2 emissions. To, yeah, right. I no, can really think about the that. Grid, the grid yeah. is not, like, even when you look at the um, the grid, um, across various countries and you look at the source of power generation, right? Um, for a lot of countries, it's still based with, you know, the standard fossil fuel-based yeah. 
um, power generation. So using these massive gas turbines mm. um, to basically go and start the power generation process and then to get it um, transmitted over and then finally to kind of get it from, you know, transformed or stepped down from the high voltage that you see with the power lines to low voltage to the point where we can get it out of our, our socket. Um, if you think about the problem with um, renewable energy uh, in a place like Germany, for example, and Germany is always a good example because um, Germany has a, uh, they're proposing something called the Sudlink, and I'd encourage anyone who's interested in this, go look this up. So it's connecting energy from the north to the south. The north um, is very windy. You go up to Hamburg, so there's a lot of um, turbines out there, right? And that can produce energy for the south. The south is a little bit more sunny, so they use um, solar energy. But And then if you look at maps of how it moves in between, and this, this pattern changes in between the year as well. So the problem is, even if I try to use a renewable source of energy by itself, mm. right now it can't exactly be done just by itself. You still, you still, you still, as I understand it anyway, and this is a little bit beyond my remit anyway, you still need a form of um, uh, fossil fuel power generation to do the job. You can't just yeah. completely lie on, rely on uh, uh, the, the coal. Uh, no, you can't completely rely on wind. You can't rely on solar. You can't. So we don't think about that either as well. You know, if you look at um, you know, some countries will come and say, oh, we're environmentally friendly. If you look at France, for example, right, mm -hmm. the way a lot of their energy comes from nuclear. Yeah. Um, you know, and they haven't had the same kind of issues that, say, Japan have had with like, um, uh, well, Fukushima and things yeah. like that. And, and I guess they don't have all that tectonic activity. No, so it's like and, they don't need to worry. You know, about. but at the end of the day, there's still, there's still issues. Yeah. There's still issues. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, even the other day, like the um, EDF, who basically, you know, EDF is mainly owned by the French government. Yeah, it's um, Energy de France, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like 84% owned by the French state. It's basically a government-owned entity, mm. right? Um, they have nuclear reactors up in the north, northwest of the country. Mm. Um, and they still have issues. There's a, a place called, uh, that does nuclear reactors called Framatome. That thing has had so many issues for such a long time. Mm. But anyway, I'm going beyond the scope of the discussion. But the point <laughs> being, just thought I'd lay some facts out there. Yeah, no, but the point being is we don't often think about the entire... The bigger value chain. Yeah, and we yeah. just come to the point where what you often get, and this, in terms of, to actually answer the question, in terms of does it require some kind of privilege? I think the answer is yes. And sometimes the reason why I say that is because if you look at the way like the, the Western hemisphere often talks to developing mm. um, countries yeah. like China and India, oh, you guys need to fix up your way and fix up your behavior. And it's mm. like, listen, China's having a... I don't even want to call it an industrial revolution, just a revolution of various sorts. Well, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, like a third wave or the yeah, second wave of yeah. the industrial revolution. And I think it's the they're, they're, they're manufacturing everything and they're beginning not to manufacture things and just yep. grow middle class, all of these things. Mm. But when you go to China, it's so smoggy because they're manufacturing everything in the world. Mm. It's basically like what this country yeah. was like in the 50s. Yeah, exactly. Or even, even before. Like, like, from like the, the 1750s. Yeah, like the 1750s, 1850s, <laughs> 1850s <laughs> industrial revolution, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you're getting... Politicians come and say, oh, China, you need to clean up your act. And mm, oh, mm. Paris, you know, was it 2030, 2050 agreement, whenever it is. Yeah. And I, I, I don't get me wrong. I like the, um, I like the intentions of the, of, of what these, you know, G7, G8 governments have to come up with when they're, when they're telling China and India, India what they should be doing. But it's almost like, it's like the pot calling the kettle black. At least yeah. If you look mm -hmm. in a backwards way. So I do think to some extent, it's almost like there's an agenda behind, of course, sort of slowing down their their development or or sabotaging it. Um, so but yeah, I, yeah, I, I think there is an element of privilege actually. Yeah, that I, comes from politicians, especially a lot of um, the sort of methods that we you guys have touched on um, to sort of reduce your carbon footprint and be more environmentally responsible. For me, um, so I'm just going to sort of talk about. <clears throat> So I need to clear my throat properly. <clears throat> drink some water, bro. I'm drinking it. Uh, <laughs> so I was just going to talk about sort of my, I guess my relationship with being environmentally responsible. Um, and if I'm honest, I'm going to be brutally honest. I'd say I'm quite ignorant about, about this. Um, not in an actively ignorant way, just I don't really, um, I don't really know that much about it. At least I don't know as much as I, I feel like I should. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do think about it quite a lot um, And I'd say that my relationship to it Is quite a cynical one um, Unfortunately um, But I think A lot of the methods That we we are told are you know, sort of Good ways to help the environment Or whatever People actually do it 
almost to just kind of make ease their conscience. Good. Yeah, it's yes. about easing conscience yeah. rather because you, like you both said, you know, we don't really know how beneficial recycling is. Most people, the, the average person, doesn't really know. And does the average person really care? Again, I don't think so. It's just like, okay, I'm doing my bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just give yourself um, a little pat. A little on the pat back on the back. I am so. I do find it quite difficult to engage with people that are, um, you know, very um, sort of pro the environment. I don't have an issue with their stance. I think it's good to be, you know, pro um, looking sounds, after the planet. Like, it sounds like you're very pra- pragmatic, as in like, listen, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be all gone in. 50, well, no, 60, not, even, years not even, not even that. that way, or? No, not even that. It's um, it's more the blind leading the blind. If I'm honest, mm. like you're sort of preaching at people and telling them what they should be doing, but. The, the solutions that you're you're preaching are they really that helpful? Have a minimal effect, when so. you know, for example, the US the US military so there's something bizarre like they are responsible for fifty percent of the world's CO two emissions. Really? Like, yeah, something insane. That feels wow. mad high, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. Insane. Now. The US military, something crazy like that. Let me. It's I'm gonna fact check because I don't I don't I don't like to I don't like to tell um bad. I don't like to tell um, What's it Like fake news And all that I'm gonna check mm. um, But Basically the US military And you know All these big corporations Yeah yeah, yeah. Thing is, They're yeah. pumping out So much CO2 emissions And it's just like Pumping it when, out When 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 I think about like the Because even I said it myself When we first started And I was like Big corporations Have more of an impact But I think about Okay Big corporations, I take it with me and it's like the big oil and gas manufacturers, right? The oil and gas major, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and realistically, right? Any big corporation, they they need to um, use a lot of energy sources because they're producing goods, right? And those goods are being consumed by us. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So wherever there's demand, there's going to be supply that's going to yeah, meet course. it, and that's going to require the use of all of these. So unless we yeah, really change our as in we all inherently ch- Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the only, because we can't, you can't like, yeah. want like, uh, you know, 24-7 electricity, want to have big yeah. TV, so I was, 10 phones, cars, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, right? So, you know, I was saying the last time we saw, we're doing a lot of gallivanting and moving around and whatever. And, you know, one of the reasons that I've been able to do that is... Because inherently, like when you look at the function of what price, you know, the, the when you look at the price of travel, what it's a function of, mm. especially if you're flying, you know, the price of a ticket is very much the, or very much the function of oil price. Mm. And mm. oil price has been basically just, you know, oil, oil used to be what 120, nearly 150 bucks years ago. It's like 50 now or something, right? Because there's been a lot more supply of that coming through, and things have been pushed down. And it's like, yeah, so we inherently benefit from kind of those market dynamics and there being a greater supply of oil, yeah. mm-hmm. meaning we can go and enjoy our lives, even though the kind of consumption and, and, and production of oil and refining it down to kind of the relevant stuff, mm. um, it happens. But, you know, I mean, the thing is, I think, like, there are, I know there are various like initiatives mm. to clean up the world's activity, but it's, 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 it's right, Quaker, you're right. It's like you're, um, when you're talking about our consumption, our consumption habits, it's like, so when I think about, um, give me an example, the shipping industry, right? Mm. So the container shipping industry. So com- companies like, you know, Maersk and Hapag Lloyd and um, other companies as well, they are in a year's time, there's a regulation coming through called IMO 2020. Um, these big container um, liners, you know, the big container ships when you go to mm-hmm. ports, mm-hmm. Um, the amount of sulfur that comes out of the, like, you know, the, the sulfuric kind of compounds that comes out of the, the boats because of the fuel that they're using, really dirty fuel. Mm. Um, they've all been, it's been a mandate for them that in 2020, they have, the, the fuel they have to use has to be basically be reduced by about 85% to, um, the sulfur content has to be like 0.5% of, it's like so very tiny. It's almost like, you know, like you get a pint of beer and it says like 4% alcohol, kind of like that. You know, this is like 0.5% sulfur. So mm. look at it that way. Um, and so it's kind of like, but however, demand for these ships and therefore the consumption behind it has gone up because of our consumption habits. Yeah. We want more stuff from Asia. Yeah. So you get the East West route. We want more stuff from Africa. So you get the North South route as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's inherently like, and so I think when you get people saying, 
oh, you guys need to fix up your behavior. You need to clean up your act. And India, Asia, you need to clean up your act. It's like, well, actually, mm. the only way it's going to really work out is, is if we as humanity actually change our ways and we actually take, and this includes all of us in this room, we actually take the time to actually understand how the mechanics of everything actually work. Yeah. Not just, yeah. boom, I am going to clean up my act, but I'm going to get a mobile phone or I'm going to do whatever or mm-hmm. whatever. Because mm. we don't, the thing is, in life, because of convenience, we are also, we're in a rush to do most things in life. So we often don't take the time to understand things. And this is a criticism of of, of Humanity society, yeah. society Do you mm, know what I mean mm. We don't take the time To understand things And so when someone says yeah, I'm environmentally friendly Yeah you are at the edges yeah. You might have a recycling bin And you might do that Which is which is, Don't get me wrong That's all That's cool mm. But that is in itself Ain't gonna save Anything It's not gonna save anything The capitalistic system Is the capitalistic system well, This is what I wanted to Sort of you know, like, come to next yeah. Um, So Yeah Uh I wanted to sort of focus a little bit more on, on on the individual consumer and sort of steps that you can take to be more environmentally res- uh, responsible, but also pose the question, like, is there any kind of ethical consumption in, in Western capitalism? Um, but before we jump on that question, I um, just wanted to, because I did, I did a fact little, check. Yeah, the fact check. So fact um, check, the reason, check. there was a reason why 50 was in my head. Um, so the actual... The actual statistic is that the United States military um, actually produces more CO2 emissions than um, many industrialized countries, among them Sweden, uh, Morocco, Peru, Hungary, Finland, New Zealand, uh, Norway, and Switzerland. So um, the US military, and this is um, according to a study by Brown University in the United States, um, the the US military produced 59 million tons of carbon dioxide emissions. Um, and like I said, that was more than Morocco, Peru, Sweden, Hungary, and the rest of it. So like when you're faced with things like that, it's just kind of like, well, what 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 good is recycling my little cereal box gonna do? Do you know what I mean? It's like um but yeah let's let's actually talk about, you know, I mean, because like I was saying before, I'm not against being um, conscientious about the environment yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's important to look after what we have um, And one of the things That sort of upsets me most Is when I see um, Like the destruction of habitats Ecosystems and, and species mm-hmm. Like to me that's that's a tragedy When you know um, a species Becomes extinct because it's like You know one Beautiful aspect of this world that we That we inhabit is is Being lost I know, yeah. um, So yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's for me. It's a bit of a mad one um, because, like you were saying, Tom, um, the way that the world is set up, it's like, how ethical can you be? Like, what? What? I mean, out of the three of us, I feel like Quake is probably the most kind of like in yeah. tune to this kind of like yeah, man. ethical living. I, you know, I, I know it sounds bad here, yeah, but I feel like the only way to be, I'm not okay. Not the only way. Not the only way, but mm. to ensure, like. To ensure that you're living an ethical life, mm. it's almost like, and this is how cynical I feel about it, right? mm. um, or just the whole kind of argument anyway, mm. um, even though it's, it's very important that we, we discuss this, is you live in the woods, um, in a tree house, <laughs> um, you somehow manually produce electricity, yeah, uh, like using a bike or something. And don't use anything else Let's charge your phone So what Hear me out Hear me out You grow your own food But bro how, So you what You're gonna just sit On this bike For four hours Just cycling Just Pedal, to produce electricity So you Pedal can the push So you back. can boil your kettle like, No but do you see Where I'm coming from though Like it's so, just, okay you're, just, ha- you're making the point That it's, it's, it's not feasible I'm, No no it's feasible No 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 Of course some people Live this life It's feasible <laughs> It just It's like Do you know what I mean Someone like I think that we can all be clean and ethical, but there's an extent where we're just not as human beings mm. based on our consumption patterns. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I want, yeah. I want to know from Kweku, like what, as modern human beings mm. living in 2019... I feel like you're going to ask a question that I'm not going to be able to answer. That's fine. It's fine. I do that all the time. Um, <laughs> listen, man, that's what Cambridge prepared us for, man. They ask us those kind of questions all the time. But just from your... your Where, where you're sitting, your perspective, Kweku, like mm. um, as you know, a young 20-something, you know, guy in 2019. Mm. How do you, what do you do to be, to, to be more ethical? Like, and do you think that 
you know, that really is having an effect? Like, mm. or what can we do? Maybe not what you do right now, but... I, I think it's... That's it's kind it. of individual. Mm. Very, very individualized. So like, maybe mm. if... I don't know. It's the small things, I guess. Like, that's as much as we. F- I feel like... And it, I'm a bit jaded by by the whole... The whole thing because I know well I feel like there's not as much impact as an individual you can do. Mm. Um but at the same time And is it if there's like many people on a micro level, I guess, yeah, whether or not that's gonna have the macro effects, mm. who knows? But I think um for instance, if you're into how you know in fashion, or whatever, mm. the type of clothes that you buy, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, there's this big um kind of Anti-fast fashion movement going yeah. on. There's a lot of brands still coming out using better quality mm-hmm. um, materials. Not, not using sweatshops. Not you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Thing with that though, of course, is if you're then gonna start purchasing those types of goods, you have to pay you have up. To pay more. There's a premium. Yeah. Yeah. There's a premium yeah. that comes with that. Yeah. And and I feel like that's something that's sort of across the board as well. Yeah. Like so if exactly. Can, yeah. If you want to get organic food, you have to. pay Yeah. More I was gonna say why. Why yeah. is it that, for example, the other, the other day, yeah. I got a vegan burger because mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't label myself as anything. You already look vexed that you purchased a vegan burger. No, no, it was good. It was tasty. It was the price though that made my mad. The food itself was delicious. Just made your eyes water. Oh, brother. <laughs> anyway, so basically, it was like double what I could have got from McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, and yeah. don't get me wrong, the food was good. It, where was this from? Just like, um, what was it? Where was it from? It was from from Mushi still. From Mushi's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mushi's, 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 Mushi's they, they, they make the yeah up in Brick Lane. They make mm. they make good stuff, man. Mm. Um, a little bit pricey, but you know it's, <laughs> it's good and and it's light as well. However, why is it yeah that McDee's is so cheap? I mean, we know we know why we know why. So it's a rhetorical question, but we know why. But mm. like, why is it that to like, live a healthy life, mm. you know, or to buy clothes that haven't been produced up in sweatshops and wherever? Why is it that we have to go and um, pay up for it? Do you know? I think in Profit motive because, because I think part of that capitalism. is a demand supply thing. Yeah, capitalism like, and the profit motive, isn't it? Yeah, but people yeah. that are actually producing those types of goods, they don't have as much scale as those that. So the costs involved in it are going to be a lot higher there for the price. I agree with higher. that, but I definitely feel there's um, the side of it that um, pertains to exploitation, which is like a fundamental. It's the cornerstone of capitalism. Yeah, it's exploitation. Because yeah. yeah. if you if you if you Big look at facts. how if you if you look at how our Financial systems developed because this is one really interesting thing that I took away from. I did this um, history walking tour in in Rio, and um, the guide was saying, you know, this is where the Rio Stock Exchange is now. We're in this square. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is the Rio Stock Exchange right here, yeah. and she said, turn around and look over there. You see that square? That was where um, they they basically sold slaves. It was a square where they sold slaves. She said, there's a reason. It's not a coincidence that. The Rio Stock Exchange historically is in the place where they started selling slaves. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, maybe people might think I'm sort of going around houses with this, but I'm going to land. Um, and that's because the backbone of Western capitalism, our economic systems, and the way um, we um, we understand um, economic power in Western capitalism is because of exploitation. Yeah, it's bottom it's line. built on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even obviously, you know, slavery for the most part has been abolished in most places in, in the West. Um, that very tradition of exploitation is something that it 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 has transcended time to the point where today um, it's still very much a part of how capitalism works. So, yeah, um, I definitely I agree with you, Kweku. Like, obviously, a lot of these um, companies that are trying to um, you know offer more ethical solutions to, to to what they produce, whether it's food or whether it's um, clothes clothing, um, one of the biggest uh, expenses is the fact that they're not exploit. Well, they're trying not to exploit yeah, yeah. someone or something. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and that, and and that's why I think I feel like th- this is why I wanted to ask the question. Mm. You know, surely um, being more environmentally responsible is something that's only attainable by people that have the capital to do so. Um, why would they want to do that? In it, pardon. Why would they want to do that though? Like change the behavioural pattern? Why would they even want to do that? That's, that's, a, that's, that's another thing. question. There to, yeah, there has to I be. Mean, there's a degree of privilege in that, and there's also. So I was, I was, I was looking at this. I was, I was. I don't know. Was I watching CNN on CNN or CNBC, Bloomberg, one of them kind of channels? And it was talking about um, the production of CO two 
um, emissions from the oil majors and um, a company, a small company who got backed by Gil, uh, Bill Gates using techniques that could um, basically almost have like something that basically swallowed up these CO2 emissions. It was kind of mad. I mean, I'm sounding, making it sound like it was some magical judge process, but like some scientific process mm. that could do it. Now, it's a great idea, but the problem is, and somebody brought up, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, I see it, it kind of is a problem. You'll see the in, inherent kind of cognitive dissonance that you can, you can see from this outcome. Um, what happened was the idea is a great idea. Scientifically, you know, this thing can swallow up CO2 emissions and do whatever and process it and turn, turn it out into water and stuff. The issues is that this thing is being purchased by the oil majors. Mm. Um, there are only about five or six oil majors. So like BP, uh, Shell, yeah. these kind of um, Chevron, all these kind mm -hmm. of things. And it's not a dig at these companies as such, but it's like they are purchasing these things. Mm -hmm. Now they're purchasing these things. If they purchase these things, what are they going to do with oil production? They're going to produce more because they know they can counteract the effect. Which ultimately right. means that along down the line, even though they're doing their job, the con the, the cycle of capitalism continues right. while they continue to churn out their output. Even though they are cleaning stuff up on their end, mm. it's comparable to us doing our little tiny bit. Mm -hmm. But because I was saying about the value chain, if they continue to produce the oil, it, you know, and there's a, it, it just it there's a, a it's a butterfly effect. Do you know what I mean? So they're okay. doing their bit, but no one else further along the value chain is doing their bit to mm -hmm. when it ends, to when the products, be it the travel that we get access to or the mobile phones we have or whatever we have or the plastics that we use, which basically comes from oil. Mm. There's more output, but along the way, we haven't done our bit along the way. So there is this kind of thing where mm. the problem is I find that everybody is doing, everybody's doing things in a very individualistic way, mm. but it's not a collective way yeah and, and so yeah and so that is the privilege because they have the privilege to do that but yeah we don't have the privilege to do that um, yeah oh excuse me i'm a bit bloated but yeah that's kind of yeah yeah so boom. how do we foster like a collective approach to things though well th this is what i was gonna come to next is it even possible this is this is what yeah. i'm saying so the the entities the organizations the governments that do have the power to change legislation to change the way in which um uh, things are manufactured, things are um, distributed along a supply chain. They are the people that can actually enforce some sort of change. Whereas us as individual citizens, even as, you know, kind of organizing into groups and lobbying and things like that, that is pretty much as far as we can really take it. I feel I like think putting pressure on and even that, even that, I I have to be honest. I'm very cynical about even doing that because lobbying. yeah, because lobbying it's governments. like yeah, because but there's a bigger lobby than you that has well, you know, there's that money exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's that, pockets, and they know. obviously they obviously have a much larger investment into it. Even though of obviously course. we all care about the environment, but at the end of the day, we've got jobs and bills and that to pay. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And us lobbying and us like all of that is labor and time. That we don't really have the resources for because but, money have him make. Trust me, and and and, it, and it's this, and this is the crazy thing about like capitalism is like it almost um, it distracts us from being able to. It's it's it's, it's, it's almost ingenious if you think about no, it. No, it's just it's because it's literally in every like crack and crevice of your day to day life. Like, yeah, you, there's you, no escape. You, like like capitalism has a way in which it's 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 mad because it's almost like. Like I, every day I'm kind of like, this is what like the Wachowskis were trying to tell us with the Matrix. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I remember when I was younger and like I watched the Matrix and obviously when you're young, you see things in a very kind of one dimensional way. And it's like, okay, it's cool. Like there's this other world. And obviously these machines just have us as batteries and whatever. Uh, and we're like, you know, we, we live in this dream world and all this fantasy mm. makes us think that, mm. you know, we're actually leading lives. Um, but Really, we're just powering something else, right? Um, but yeah, that's kind of like so. Who is who is so that, to, that, to that question? Mm. I like the way you put it actually because it makes it you can easily see the parallels. In yeah, the world in which you live in today. So, and you know, you is, know what? Is it, is it possible that we have a one that can? Help us with these things. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, and you, listen, you said, oh, Cambridge help answer these questions. So I'm asking you. Bro, like... Before I answer that question, I was just going to say another um, another bit of pop culture reference that actually does this very well is um, there's a Rick and Morty episode 
where do you, are you guys watch it? Rick yeah. And Morty. Yeah, yeah. The one where he has to fix his car battery, right? His car battery stops working. And um, him and Morty go into the, the car battery, which is basically like he developed this like civilization um, of, of, of beings that live, that basically live um, in this planet. And um, they have this thing called, I think it's like a, a flugel box or whatever. It's like an exercise activity for uh, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they basically, <laughs> they, they, they do that just to power oh, his right. car yeah. battery. Yeah. And um, um, Rick is trying to explain to Morty, you know, why it's not unethical. Because he's like, um, Morty, the grandson, is like, oh, but, you know, Rick, this is this is really unethical because it's basically slavery. You know, you've got these people here just doing all this stuff, um, but really they're just powering your car battery. And he's like, well, no, they have lives and they have, you know, family and they go to work mm-hmm. and they buy mm-hmm. things and whatever. <laughs> Um, and, and Morty's like Well yeah But that's just slavery With extra steps Like At the end of it When you boil it back down To the, the crux of it It's still just like It's exploitation Message um, But yeah Like I feel like with The environment the, the society that we live in It's like It keeps us distracted It keeps us yeah. um, Focused on the wrong things Even the discussion That we're having now About you know Who's responsible for this Like we should be doing more if I'm honest, I don't think that this is something that is our... Honestly, I don't think it's our responsibility. Um, yeah, no. I don't... Why? Why? I don't think... I'll let you land, didn't it? But yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that in Western capitalism, the onus lies on the consumer to provide or to lobby for more ethical... Um, But the thing is, right? Yeah, I know know we're going to go with this because, like, I don't feel like there's this like massive agenda that corporates have necessarily to um, pollute the planet. No, of course not. The agenda for me is to make money. That I I think for them, making money is from us having these consumer patterns. So, like, if we, unless we, if we change, if we all stop purchasing a particular product. Mm. Then the company's but we're we're in it. we're enslaved to a system already. This is the this is why I was talking about the matrix thing, right? Yeah, we're enslaved to the way that we live. Okay, i.e. if all right. So for example, let's say let's say that yeah. you don't want to um, have an email address anymore. You want to go off the grid. You don't want to have an email address anymore. <laughs> what can you do without an email address nowadays? You can barely sign up for a bank account. You can't apply for anything really online. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. So my point is, is there's so many things now that we take for granted and we think, oh yeah, we don't really need that. Mm-hmm. But when push comes to shove, when you actually need to live in this, this environment, in this society, you're going to be breaking a lot of the rules that you're trying to try, trying to not break, mm-hmm. i.e. trying to be more ethical. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the, the email address thing was a is, a is a good example, but the point I'm trying to make is we're we're so invested in our way of life now. So the, yeah. is unless you no, like, unless you I do as Tom it. said and move to a, a tree house and power. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, unless yeah, you do all that, yeah, yeah. it's but, very difficult to live. No, but in. here's, get, here's, 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 here's the that. thing. So it's like um, you're saying it's the, the responsibility of the consumer that is ultimately the responsibility of the producer. How does the producer know what to suddenly change until the consumer tells the producer what to change? It depends. It depends in the in in the world in which you live. Like, because often, mm. like, so so, like, old American. Um, if if we go back to like old American auto speak, there's like two ways of of pushing, and it's it's like business school. It's mm. like business school one on one. There's two ways of dealing with dealing a product. There's push and there's pull. Yep. So there's you know there's push from basically from uh, producer to consumer. Yeah. Push something out. There's pull, as in it's the other way around. I agree. So. Well, yeah, that's obvious. You know, you're basically saying to me, you think we live in a push world um, and we don't live in a pool world where we as the consumer cannot suddenly I, I change think, collectively. I, I, we I think it's majority push than it is pool, if I'm honest. Because mm. um, I've never given the store, actually. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. It's, for me, it's definitely a kind of chicken and the egg discussion, like what yeah. comes first, without a doubt. Um, but I think if you look, especially now how um, things are marketed to us, in a way that is very intelligent, i.e. using algorithms. Um, companies are very much aware of the power they have to influence the consumer to want what the company wants them to want. Do you see what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Just thought I'd whistle that. Oh, okay, cool. Don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely feel there is, um, there is a lot more power than I think we we give credit to that these- Big the, corporations the, That these have. corporations have- for for example, not not just um, 
not just, you know, your everyday fast moving corporate goods kind of corporations, mm. but mm. even let's talk about like the uh, the gun lobby in the United States, the NRA. NRA are very, very powerful. They've managed to convince the majority. Well, I wouldn't say the majority, but they've managed to convince enough of um, American society to think that they need No, but you to- know, that's, the thing about that, yeah, that is a completely different... It's not... It's a completely different argument. That Why? No, 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 no. Just because... For, for a lot of people, it's either this is my second amendment, right? Or yeah. on the one hand, this is my second amendment, right? So I'm going to carry a strap. Or mm-hmm. do you know what? I don't want to carry a strap, mm-hmm. but there are mad people running around. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I need to carry one just in case. So True. the thing is, and you, so it's like, but, yeah. But the, if, so if you look at how, um, how many people are, basically the United States is living in a state of post-traumatic stress disorder from all the shootings and all the, Mm. Madness that's going on I saw a video the other day um, On Twitter of this girl She she was trying to put a straw Through like a Like a Plastic lidded cup mm. and, and it made like a loud Like like that Yeah And the whole place stopped And went silent so It was that. just like Right is that a gunshot Kind of thing um, Americans I don't think they like Having these shootings Every week Trust me they don't like it But The fact that um, You have the NRA That reminds American people That this is your second amendment right to have a gun. And this is just kind of like, you know, this is just kind of part and parcel of living in our free society. Do you see what I'm saying? I think the the, the genesis of that is around the idea that if the state were to then turn against or to not uphold the... But we're talking about the US military fam. Like that's, like I get what you're saying. I'll blow you up like it's long. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's long for you. I, I, I ain't gonna... Like, like when people come with that argument, like I don't think they like you're talk. You, you talk about how America is the most powerful nation in, the, in in the world, but you think you with your little AR-15 is gonna fight off the U.S. military? Yeah. The same. Yeah, it's, it's a protect your household thing, doing. Yeah, it? it's like yeah, a, yeah. No, it's, it's yeah, a, it's but a, that is but again, that is again, a, but that's again, an no. antiquated no, law. Again, that's an that's antiquated a, law from listen, personally, Revolution era United States, where the government only had militias. They didn't have a standing army. Listen, yeah. So, but the fact that people still believe that. Nah, but I don't. That is that is. I genuinely don't be- think that people actually believe in this. I think it's like the push and pull thing. Right, but my fair point enough, is- you get some people saying, listen, second amendment, right, go and carry your own strap. Mm. But I also think there are people that, listen, yeah, if things listen, go down, if things go down, I'm, I'm ready, going man. down I'm and ready, I'm ready, like, in it. Yeah. I don't yeah. ever intend to go and use this rap here, yeah, but listen, it's there. But the thing is, this whole, first of all, it, but I get it, it's antiquity. To me, it makes no sense. Mm. Like, why people walk around carrying a strap either to go and Blast up schools Or whether to go And protect themselves You know protect it I can understand a little bit more But anyway Even that I just don't understand it But mm-hmm. um, And it's I don't even know Why we've got to this This yeah, last no, I, point I, I, I didn't want to I don't want to stick on this This um this gun lobbying thing For too long But my point was um, Organisation uh, Corporations definitely know Oh they how, hold weight huh? They hold weight Yeah, they, yeah. And they know how To make consumers Want what it is That they want them to want yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 But yeah, just just one last thing I wanted to discuss because um, I think all of us, obviously, being from um, our, our families being from countries uh, outside of the West, as it were, I guess the global South, as economists like to call it, um, there is obviously a discussion to be had about um, you know environmental racism, mm. or at least how. Um, the effects of climate change have a disproportionately worse effect on, mm-hmm. you know, countries in the global south. 100%. Um, one of the things that um, I wanted to bring up quickly and then we can discuss it um, is that, um, yeah, so Mia Motley, at, um, Rihanna's ball recently, she was talking about, Mia Motley is the Prime Minister of Barbados. And she says, you know, like not a lot of people really sort of uh, think about the Caribbean outside of, you know, going on these fancy holidays and stuff like that. Yeah. But they're literally on the front lines of, um, you know, fighting against climate change. Um, and I'm almost kind of um, sort of taking a dig at myself and ourselves for having this discussion about whether, you know, whether it is down to us because there's obviously a discussion to be had about, you know, the the we are in a position of privilege to sort of talk about, you know, whether it's that deep or maybe not that deep, but whether the responsibility is on us when mm-hmm. this, the the effects of climate change aren't at our front door. Um, whereas, you know, 
people back home, like if you look at Hurricane Dorian, it just obliterated a lot of the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, and this is like, these are, these are people's lives. Um, and I think obviously for us, it's a lot more comfortable to have these kind of abstract discussions about corporations and blah, blah, blah. When, you know, it's not our house that's getting blown over yeah, or yeah. flooded. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm just sort of bringing the discussion back sort of onto us and just sort of trying to get us to sort of consider our positions in light of, you know, um, the fact that we are privileged. We're blessed, to, Yeah, because... And we have to recognise the fact that we're blessed. Because even at the beginning know? of the episode, we were talking about how, you know, like large up climate change. And I, I said that and I almost thought, rah, like I'm actually being a dickhead because it's like, it's not... It's not it's not something to be no, right. scoffed at, you know? Like yeah. um There's an element of it which is like again, it not being on our doorstep mm. geographically, but then there's also an element of long term wise. So even though obviously there's the impact that it's having right now, um, it's also the impact it's gonna have in fifty or how many mm. you know years where it's gonna impact the next generation. Mm. And that's what something that we saw again when we're discussing things like Brexit, where you have these older people that are making these decisions. Yeah. That are going to impact their grandkids, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they're not going to be around to see the effects of it. Mm. We might be just the precursors for. Yeah, I think. You know, I think further down the line, people mm. have made decisions based on the conditions of their time. So oil being easily accessible without knowing the consequences that, and then manufacturing based off that model, mm. right? But not thinking about the kind of multi generational effects, and I guess. That as I don't want to say I was going to say society gets wiser, but there are plenty of reasons why to suggest that society hasn't got wiser. But as society has become Come more advanced. technologically advanced, yeah. Yeah. not wiser as such, because mm. that's more of a normative statement. But as society has become more technologically advanced, we have a better opportunity to actually think about the multi generational impact mm. from things like climate change that people may not have ever thought about before. And we mm. can discuss these things, and we can talk about things like the Paris Agreement, and we can talk about these things, and we can actually try to think. But you know, I was gonna go on, but you know, either way, yeah. The the point is, I'm 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 as cynical as everybody else when it comes to, but mm. not about climate change because climate change is a real thing. I'm not gonna be like certain heads of state and say climate change is not a real thing. It's a real thing. But in terms of what we can actually individually do, yeah, mm. I can do my part small, small. But you know, the thing is, like, I don't like, want to be, yeah. I don't want to be defeatist, and I don't, like I said, I don't, don't want to be a dickhead about it. Like, um, like obviously, climate change is a very real thing. Um, and it's kind of, for me, it's like a toss up between, you know, I don't want to be completely defeatist and I do want to do my bit. Mm. But then at the same time, I'm thinking like, what is, first of all, what is the return on investment? Not because I don't think that it's important to try and save the environment. How are you measuring But if I'm going to do all this stuff. How are you measuring it though? Ex- ex- and that's it, the yeah. other thing. Is there's just so many unknowables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not the kind of person that likes to exert a lot of, um, energy into something where I'm like, I don't know what the point exactly. of this is. That's I need people. That's I need people like these apps, yeah, where you can or these um, initiatives where you buy this and then one plant is uh, one tree is grown in your name or whatever the case is. That's because you see directly. That's what is cool. The but even that, like, even okay, so I know that a tree's been planted, but what difference is, is that actually going to make? Trillions, and, and, trillions and trillions of trees. Do you know what I mean? No, it's but like, do you know what it is? Tricky, it makes man. people feel good. That's what it is. And I don't. Some, someone someone made the, um, a, a comparison. Um, I'm reminded of this comparison. So you go back to you go back to Blair winning the government in '97. There's a clear parallel here, right? Mm. Tony Blair, as Tory as they come, educated from Fetties, went to <laughs> yeah. Oxford. Yeah, yeah. Thatcher, whatever you think about her, um, you know, basically said he was he was basically the perfect conservative candidate unfortunately he wore a red tie mm. the thing that tony blair did very well and the whole apart from education 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 was have these kind of right wing you know for the uk anyway right wing ideals but also some of clement attlee's ideas of i care about things that are, that yeah. are still nationalized and da, 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 mm. da, and even though he you know did a, a bit more privatization at the edges and gordon brown sold a bunch of gold of course but anyway that aside he said to the electorate, said, listen, um, we can do some of these things. We can do things like child tax credits and universal healthcare. We can improve that. Da, da, da. And people loved it, right? Mm-hmm. Including including if you're a Tory, you're like, well, you know, um, you know, it's kind of, it works for me and I'm helping someone that I don't particularly understand their life. And I love it. And it's like that, right? And it's sort of, when it comes to this, the reason why we love kind of buying, flipping from companies that I'm going to plant one tree to another is because 
that the responsibility we all have, mm. we're, we're pushing it back onto yeah, someone else. Yeah, we're off. We're just sort of shifting. We're off the hook. Yeah, we're shifting my thing, someone else. So I'm pushing it off and saying, yeah. you got to yeah. do it. You know what I mean? So, and that's why, yeah. I, because for me, that's just, I find that so hypocritical. And that is why I struggle a lot to have these kind of discussions with people that are pro-environment. Like I said, I'm not against their pro-environment stance, but I'm, I'm skeptical about... Um, how much they really know and the sort of motivations for what they do specifically. Like not just, I want to save the environment, but also thinking about it. Like, are you, are you like what you're doing? It's just kind of to sort of make you feel better and not mm. but, like you're I mean, doing a small honest, little that's, bit. That's, that's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like anything there's, that's like asking, is there anything like there's true altruism is like, cool. You're going to do things because it's going to make you feel good. But mm. it's also having a real tangible effect. Yeah. I guess the question that we have is, are the small things we're going to do actually, ha- actually have a tangible effect? Yeah. And that's where the problem lies. Yeah. But I think what our responsibility is, is to actually do the research. Because I think what we've kind of gathered is that we don't know enough. Mm. And that's something that as, as a population, we, we don't know, okay, what are the things that I can actually be doing that are going to have an right. effect? So let's say we go away and do the research mm. and yeah. find that there's nothing we can do then what? Eesh. But then, first of all, you're being cynical because yeah. there's something, something we can always, something we can there's always something you can do. No, but like, you know if, the, if we if we get to that point, yeah, because I'm I'm saying change my mind on this. Like at the moment, this, no. But this is this is why this is why um, mm. some people are small C conservative slash pragmatic in their ways because they wake up and say, Do you know what. The world is effed up as it is. There's nothing I as an individual. I'm gonna to get to mine. It. This is why you get yeah. people. I'm gonna get it how I live. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> as a, as Patrick, yeah, but that's but not no, that's, you know not, I mean? that's not a conservative tagline no, or anything like no, that. But I'm like, just, I'm just like, just, just shout out, man. <laughs> no, but this is why some people move in. A, I, I didn't say big C. I said small C, conservative, yeah. pragmatic way. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's because it's like they realize the world is effed. I ain't trying to do anything. I'm my not time trying to on overthrow. this planet is short. My time on my planet. Is short. This is why people move that way because they have that line of thought, mm. right? And it's like, mm. you know what? I might try and do my bit small, small. But ultimately, inherently, what I do isn't enough to go and, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't suddenly get, you know, CO2 emissions to calm down and because there have been enough companies that basically burn holes through the earth. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, what's, what's me turning a light bulb off? On, but you, know, you, can probably, you can probably deal with like very specific like, issues. So I think one thing that people talk about a lot is um, the use of palm oil. Mm. Like apparently that has like a really big um, impact and like soaps that use fat, um, mm, mm. animal fats and stuff like that. So you could, that's like a relatively small change buying a soap that doesn't use like a different mm. brand of soap that doesn't do that. But for that particular industry, that can have somewhat of a big, big impact. Mm. So it's, I think what the point I'm trying to make is here, we have to do our research and see yeah. Well, what, as like, what but here's, here's another question as well. What happens yeah. if you're the only person that's buying this particular soap and everybody else is buying the soap with the that's, with the other then, stuff in it? That's, that's, like that's, that's, that's why we But that's right? why we need those 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 activists. I don't think everyone needs to be an activist, but you do need those dons that are going to try and spread that message and try and make the claim for it. Mm. And if but maybe the approach needs to be different because mm. you said you're frustrating with the conversations you have with them. Mm. Their approach has to be less guilt based and probably more evidence based and more. Like if you can come with real like yeah this is this is mean? what this is the effect that but this hold will on have. even and, but this is what I'm saying this is why because I like my whole thing on this thing is basically we are as a society we are effed up and I am just trying to get it how I live as an individual I might do my bit small small but that's it when it bearing in mind Tom's wearing like a really like kind of like blazer and pinstripe shirt oh, and he's got his leg crossed okay. hey, he's wearing hey, blue hey. as well that one for Tory, yeah. <laughs> Tory. Tory. Hey. Hey. no no first it's, it's light blue it's light blue it ain't dark blue so you might need to relax <laughs> secondly I'm just trying it's to make so the, the way you're sat in your armchair you might have trying to put smoke on me right here no, no. Do you know, you're more you're more talking like an economist to be honest because like that's like the basis of Bruv, this this is what I'm saying to you. Like, this is what, you know, I mean, this is yeah. this is my, like the, so inherently the problem versus with macro versus micro is mm. the macro person says I can change this. The micro person says you need everybody to behave the same way in there to be a pivoting point mm. for things to actually happen. If Kwaku right. says I'm going to be the only person to buy something which is ethical, and everybody else doesn't says no, I'm going to do it. Companies are not going to move just for this done unless he has something <laughs> else to offer. Like unless he's a very powerful individual yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. You know what I mean? I'm, objectively speaking. Yeah. And then also, even if you get activists that come with different facts and different things, they're going to come and say, all right, cool. We've got the facts. How does this improve our bottom line? Does it improve our bottom well, that's line? That's what I'm saying. Like when, when our society is set up just 
for that? Like, what is the bottom line? The bottom, How you know you... what the bottom line is? The bottom line is money, money, money. Well, money. I know, that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, people, <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> Tom's full set has come back. But you won't believe the things that people will do for that. And it's like, while I'm on this earth, I'm going to get as much of that as I can. And nobody can't tell me any, any, any difference. So that's why I'm like, the, the way that I see the sort of fight against climate change at the moment is like, it's a sinking ship and we're using, I don't know, like a little cup to bail out the water. Like you may be, you may be doing something, but the ship is sinking, bro. And like, unless, unless better, there, there are better solutions that are that are introduced or suggested, the ship is gonna go down. And you can pat your back, pat yourself on the back, and say, yeah, yeah, look, I'm helping. The ship's not sinking, bro. You're just using a little cut to bail out the water. That's for me. That's how I see the whole. Climate change. So let, me, let, me ask, let, me, let me just ask you one question because I know we probably have to wrap this up. No, we're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap it up. But because, have you? Have you? I, I was. I was watching. What was I watching one day? Or I was watching a clip of um, loose women. Yeah. Sometimes they bring in. Sometimes it's trash. A lot of those trash. But sometimes it's interesting topics they discuss. This is actually something really interesting. And they raised the question of: Do you think that people in our generation, this is older women, are put off from having kids because of the environment? I've, def- I've definitely, discussion. I've definitely seen people say that they're they're not going to have many kids, or sometimes they're not going to have any kids because they don't want to put mm. a strain on the environment. Funnily enough, though, the people, the people that I tend to see that say that, yeah. are normally white middle class women that say that. Mm. Mm. That's just from my observation. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying that that is the 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 general rule or whatever, but that's just mm. what I've seen, yeah, yeah. and I don't know if there's anything in that. Mm. Um, but yeah, they, I've I've definitely seen. People say, you know, I'm not going to have any kids or I'm only going to adopt because I don't want to put a strain on the you? environment. Are you, are, you, are you thinking about the environment in terms of having kids? God, God willing, if that's what you want, you know. As things stand, no, like I want, I, I would quite like to have two kids. I like, I don't need a whole army of kids. Like I just like two kids and I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. Um, go go through, what about you? Yeah. Bro, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I would, I think I would also adopt as well. Um, yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. definitely I'll something that, that I wouldn't rule out either. Um, so well, even, I think though, every, even, even though you, you know that the earth is an effed up place and that your kids... Thi- mm. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Oh, I feel so, the same way so, as you, man. I, I, so, I, I want my babies, but I'm just saying... Are you like, asking because bringing a child into this world... Because of, of the way the world's headed. Because they might potentially suffer or because they're going to be a strain on the environment? Uh, more, more, more the former than the latter in so terms they mo- of just they the might way potentially the world is suffer. going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, but the thing is, you know, like people... For example, in wartime, people were still having kids... Mm. In the Second World War, people were, like I think it's just a very, it's 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 the most basic human instinct to have kids. Like to, I think that's the most basic instinct of living organisms to reproduce. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's a bit of a. I feel like we're getting to funny territory if we're like, you know, I'm not gonna have kids because I'm worried about the world that they're gonna. I don't know, man. Because that's what to be fair, trying, that's what they're trying to do in Africa, though. They're trying yeah, to stop Africa. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. I've seen that, and I think. <laughs> It's so problematic. So they'll they'll be like, oh, you know, um, Africans are having too many kids, and it's like, what do you mean? Like, but this, their consumption is, is like a fraction of what. Bro, the consumption this is what I'm saying. So like, this if anyone's going to stop having kids, it should, it should be, be Western, in the in the West, middle class, whatever people, whatever the case is. Anyway, um, but having said that, when I watch like zombie apocalypse films or when I play like zombie apocalypse games, the, the thing that goes on in my head the most, I'm like, <laughs> if this ever happened. Mm. I don't want to have kids to weigh me down, bruv, because <laughs> because man needs to move fast. Like if, if if it comes down to it, bro, like the last thing I need is oh, I hurt my ankle, like bro. <laughs> I'm trying to stay alive. I'm not trying to get bitten, but yeah, um, you know, I think for, you know if your kids ever hear this, they're gonna be traumatized. <laughs> you know, you better like do you know what? Keep this away I have, from a, them. I have a funny story, but I'll tell it another time. Um, but it was like one of my cousins. I'll tell it quickly. One of my he was not really my cousin and it was a bit annoying, but he was, he used to hang out with <laughs> me and my cousins and it was one Halloween and um, we was going to go out. Basically, some people egged our house. I'm, I'm going to rap really quickly. Someone egged our house so we were like, we're going to go find out the pricks that did <laughs> Find the ops, innit? Yeah, so we went out. I was like, four, 40, yeah. I was about 14. My cousins were like, um, he's 11. He would have been 11 and the other one would have been 10 and yeah. then the little one, he was like, Eight or something. I know where and, this is going. And, and <laughs> oh so the God. three of us were gonna go out. Me and my cousins were gonna oh go out, and God. the little one that was staying with us, 
Um, he was like, we, we said to him, look, just, we're going to go out for like literally five, 10 minutes. Just stay here. Yeah. And just, we'll be back soon. He's like, no, no, I know where you're going. I want to come. I'm big like you, man. I'm big, big. I'm big. I'm going to come with you. So I said to him, look, yeah, we're going to have to run. So if we run, <laughs> if we run, <laughs> like you're going to have to keep up with us, RS. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's curtains. <laughs> so bro, how long story short, we go find the people. Um, we bump into them, but they don't know that we're looking for them. Yeah. Anyway, we let them walk for a bit. Yeah. And then we all have our eggs and that. And yeah. we dash the eggs at them. <laughs> and this is in this is in Chinkford, like in the early days of Chinkford, yeah. when there was not that many black yeah. people. So yeah. people at, back then was racist. So the the kids were older than us. They were like sort of 17, 18. And obviously the, the eggs hit them. It was like a mixed group, of guys and girls. And they're like, oi, you effing niggas, blah, blah, blah. We're going like, to effing kill you. Blah. And like, obviously me now, I told the others to wait down the road. I yeah. said, you know, when it comes to it, we're going to run. So yeah. just get ready. <laughs> they start shouting all this abuse. They're coming to kill us, basically. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. started blurting. <laughs> and I, like, they're ahead of me. So I'm thinking, they're calm, innit? I started blurting. The little one now. Oh, no. I, I can't keep up. He goes, Patrick, can you carry me? Oh god. Wait. I said nope. And just carried I ran past him. Because if we'll I now if if I no, no 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 but if I go now and pick him up and try and carry him, You're that's it. We're wrapped. Yeah, Everybody's yeah, wrapped. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking I'm getting to the front door, get us in the front door, and then at least three out of the four of us will <laughs> Wait, if I go back and oh, pick him, you know? he, but he's not even family. Do you see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, right. no, but anyway, let's let's, yeah, let's wrap, man. This this has put me in a very bad light. But I think um, yeah, what happened to little man? Is he all right? Yeah, he, he made it to the front door. Do you know them ones where it's like sink or swim? Man swam. <laughs> it's a learning experience for him, man. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. He's man. fire, man. He's, yeah, he's out on, I don't know, man. He's probably doing his fake romance thing now. This is a long time ago. He's a grown man now. Anyway, um, guys, I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. It got a bit silly at the end, um, but yeah. Uh, I feel like we did sort of discuss some quite serious topics. Yeah. I don't um, think we had like a happy conclusion. Well, hey, I think life, what you said was was important. That it's it's, it's about educating ourselves. But I, I don't know, man. Guys, you tell us what you think. Um, you can hit us up. Send us an email. Um, OTBpodcastuk at gmail.com. Send us a tweet. Send us a DM. Shout us on Instagram, whatever. Um, so it's at OTBpodcastuk. Um, yeah, it's one of them ones where we haven't really come to a sort of a conclusion or a solution or a resolution, but we would be really interested to hear what your thoughts are on this. Um, but yeah, that's it for us for now. Have a good week, have a good day, evening, morning, whatever. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time.